This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. When somebody says, well, heart disease runs in my family, mm-hmm. I immediately start thinking, okay, so where was the lack of love? Because typically what it is is a lack of love. Okay. And not so much this like grand thing of no love at all, but maybe there wasn't a lot of hugging or emotion exchange between parent and child. Welcome back, everyone, to That Christian in Recovery podcast. I'm your host, Vernon L., and this is that podcast where we talk about life's problems, and we also talk about the solution to those problems. But if we don't know the solution, we talk about our role in the problem, because I do believe that everyone is recovering from something. How you doing? Welcome to that Christian in recovery. Hello, Vernon. Thanks for having me. This is great to be here. Yes. Um, tell the listeners um, what exactly what do you do? You got it. So I call myself a subtle energy alchemist. And what I ascribe to that title, title, <laughs> but what I liken that to is you know, everyone is not everyone, but most people are looking to change, to grow, to expand, to, you know, whether it's lose weight or uh, heal from a disease or in some mindset like addiction or um, anger, whatever it is, we're all, you know, most of us are looking to grow, expand. <clears throat> and oftentimes we go outside of ourselves and really the answer is within us. But in order to do that, you have to be able to tap into your subtle energies. And most people who do, who who are looking to change, you know, they have families, they have work, they have all these other responsibilities that they don't want fully disrupted. So right. you can go on this journey and go like real quick and rip the bandaid off, um, which is a way to do it. And that might work for you. But most people are like, oh, you know, it's too disruptive. And so mm-hmm. subtle energy alchemy is about shifting yourself in a way that works with where you are right now and your pace. You know, I, it's not my job ever to be like, hey, you know, move it in this pace. Never. It is your journey. You may pick up the pace and you might slow down. And so what I do is help shift your energy, your frequency, your vibration mm-hmm. so that you can start to pick up the cues, the internal intuitive natural cues that you need to change your life. And so today you might be craving a beer or you might be craving um, a a lot of this is subconscious. Okay. So you might be craving, and I say craving, like it's like this urge, this desire to go out and feel angry, you know, like, uh, honk at somebody in traffic or get in a fight with somebody or feel, you know, there's a lot happening in the world right now. Feel fear right. over this. You know, like people watch the news because they're addicted to the drama of it. 
because mm. I'm looking for an emotion, right? So yeah. instead of always feeling these cues that aren't of your nature, you would hopefully pick up cues that are of your actual true intuitive nature. So maybe I need a glass of water. I need to take a nap. I need to go barefoot in the grass. I need to get some sunshine. I need to hug somebody. Um, I know my son is 15. And so, you know, 15 year old boys are, you know, 15 year old boys. (laughs) And he told me that, yeah, (laughs) he told me in school the other day that he goes, I really needed a hug. And I asked my friend for a hug. And even though he's got um, like OCD and he's a germaphobe, he hugged me. And he's like, wow. I'm like in high school, you know, I'm like, wow, that's pretty yeah. So I do teach this to my kids and okay. I you know, teach this to people around me. It's not just something I, I blab about. Um, but the whole idea is to grow and expand for you, not for anybody else. Nobody else matters in this case. It's what you need. And when mm-hmm. you do that, you're actually helping everybody else around you and it's a pay it forward butterfly effect. Exactly. Uh, Okay. How did you, how did you get started on this journey? So two scenarios. Uh, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2000 Mm -hmm. and I was finishing up my master's degree in kinesiology. And so I was already very well versed in exercise and pretty well versed in nutrition and so this kind of was a slap in the face. It was a wake up call, of course, because yeah. every disease is. And I initially went on medication, but it wasn't helping. And so I had to figure out how to heal myself naturally. And I do now have a Facebook page with over 22,000 people in it to help heal MS naturally. Okay, good. Um, but honestly, it goes to any disease. Um. of diseases are emotional. They're caused by excessive or underactive chakras, which are emotional. Um, So not to go too far off track here, but, and then, uh, so as I was on this journey, I got married, had kids and things weren't going well. And before I was divorced, my ex had me thrown in jail. And so, Mm. uh, it was about a 24 hour stint in jail. And as I'm sitting there waiting to see the judge, you know, at the last 20th hour, Mm -hmm. I decided I had a choice. I could let this take me down, feel like a victim. uh, You know, what was me pity party? Right. I could rise above and, you know, my kids need me. I, I have to stay strong and know, understand why this happened so that I can grow from this. And that's what I chose and was a huge turning point also. Good for you, because like you said, you could have got on that pity pot. Uh, I'm a victim. And, you know, I know people that still, you know, on that same pity pot for years, you know, so that's that good for you. And that's real good. You know, people who listen to you was talking about that emotion part. I don't want to, I don't want to just glance over that part, right? Because a lot of what I'm learning in this recovery process is that I'm really learning how to survive my emotions, if you will. Can you, can you tap into that emotional part a little bit? Because a lot of people, especially in active addiction, we really don't know a healthy way to deal with our emotions. 
All right. I would love to, because this is one of my favorite parts. So, um, and I will mention I'm, I'm in school to get my doctorate in integrative medicine. And this is a, okay. Interestingly enough, I mean, I've been working with emotions for some time now, but integrative medicine is all about allowing your emotions to process and filter through your subtle bodies mm-hmm. so that your physical will uh get the results of it. So whether it's kind of like that saying, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. right. So whether you sit on the fence of fear or anger, that is how your body will look, feel, respond to fear or anger. If you right. sit on um gratitude and love and joy, your body responds in that way. So you know that, and I'm I'm going to explain this so that you understand how emotions. Your listeners can really understand how emotions affect us. Okay. Out here, we have this body out here now. Whether you believe me or not, Heart Math Institute, Harvard, all these Stanford, they've studied this. We have an aura. We have a subtle body that isn't physical. It's energetic. It's out here, and it okay. could be mapped. Okay. Now, all of that comes in from the environment and affects us positive, negative. Some, sometimes it sticks to us. Sometimes it doesn't. And what happens is this starts to trickle down and comes into the physical body itself. But that energy out here is, is quick. It's fast moving. It's the speed of light. It's, it, it's always moving. It's the, um, it's the realm of possibility out here. Okay. Once it hits the physical body, it's now the, what you chose. Okay. So, um, a lot of people don't like that, you know, you choose your reality because it feels like a victim mode, but mm-hmm. it, you can also spin that into a positive and say, okay, well, if I choose my reality, then I choose this, right? I choose positivity. I choose joy. So right. when it hits the physical body, it's dense. This is a dense body, right? It moves very slowly. So I say this because if you decide to, to shift and change, it doesn't happen overnight because this body takes a while to catch up to that. It's like weight loss, right? It feels like it takes two days to gain 15 pounds, but right. two years to take it off, right? Right, right. <laughs> kind of how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's a slow so process losing weight. It's slow, right? Because this body is so dense. It just, it does not move at the speed of light. Okay. The right. cells inside. Another story, but the wave of possibility has collapsed. So whatever, all possibilities exist until you choose it and collapse it into your physical body. So what that means, this is quantum physics, so I won't go too deep, but what that means is. Go ahead, go ahead. I I like education. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So quantum physics states that, you know, all possibilities exist all at the same time, always. And so you get to decide what you choose from that. And when you decide, consciously decide, you collapse it into physical reality. So I decide wow. that this is a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It is a piece of paper because I've collapsed it into one on a conscious level. Okay. Now, with okay. that being said, I didn't know the physics and the science behind it. But I have experienced that. And what we say in recovery, um, you know, we, when somebody is in a funk or, you know, like they, they angry or, you know, pity pot or depressed, whatever we do, what we do, we call a gratitude list. And we begin mm-hmm. to write things down that we're grateful for. And through my experience, 
my whole attitude changed. I, I began to feel more joyful. Okay. I began to, so you just teaching us the, the science behind it, but we, you know, I do know that what I'm thinking about, it, it seems like it's a, it draws the energy to me. If I'm thinking love and I'm thinking harmony and togetherness, it seems like that energy is um, being drawn to me. Is, is I'm, is I'm explaining it right? Yeah, you're pretty good. And Vernon, um, congratulations. That's so exciting. Yes. Uh, so gratitude list is a great example of something free. And how easy is it to do a gratitude list? Sometimes it can feel difficult, but even right. if you can name five things, like I'm happy that I have my eyesight. Right. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Free, simple. Yeah. <laughs> you changed your whole world around you. So it's somewhat akin to the law of attraction. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So if you ever notice that you see angry people, they attract more angry people, right? They're maybe the ones always in the fights. They're maybe always the ones that are just uh, angry with the whole world. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Or people in fear. People in fear are, you know, much meeker. They don't voice up their opinion. They, you know, they kind of shy away. They go in the shadows because they don't, they're afraid of everything. You know, um, yeah. you can think something big that just happened in 2000, 2001, still trailing <laughs> off. Right? So yeah. the whole world was under lockdown and afraid to go outside mm, because yeah. of fear. Yeah. So yeah. my point is that the emotions create your physical reality. So for example, fear feeds on the kidneys and the bladder. All right. So okay. for women listeners, they're going to understand this. If you have a weak bladder, mm-hmm. Well, even men too, but if you have a weak bladder, you go to the bathroom a lot. Yeah. If you have like water retention issues, if you're always thirsty or, you know, all kinds of like anything with fluid mm-hmm. in your body, that's fear. Fear of wow. loss and bladder. Whereas anger mm-hmm. feeds on the liver and gallbladder. And so if you have problems with constipation, diarrhea, if you, crave alcohol mm-hmm. that's anger that's a direct link to anger because ang- anger and the liver they love sugar loves sugar loves okay i'm about to ask you about sugar yep sugar just sugar tied to that anger yes sir wow. <laughs> oh sure i'm is. a mad person i'm angry then <laughs> <laughs> we laugh but but it's things like that we you know people are not aware of you know and so here's the thing though and, and i have to make sure i explain this well because anger comes in many forms anger okay. and fear are very big umbrella terms okay so fear can be like worry and nervousness and to, uh being timid and all you know you have stomach issues Anger, it can be passive aggressive. It could be mm. uh, impatience. That was one of mine. Okay. Oof, I had severe impatience. Um, and thus I have uh, my gallbladder meridian is I have to pay attention to it a lot because it is still, even though I've resolved the impatience, mm-hmm. it's still an issue because the physical is taking a long time to catch up. But I have resolved my bladder issue because I did have fear too. My bladder issues are all gone because I have really like worked on my fear issues. Mm -hmm. It's totally possible to heal in that if you understand what emotions are causing you physical problems, 
then mm-hmm. you work on emotion because the physical will catch up. It's just, if you work on the physical, it can't go in reverse. If okay. you work on the physical, it does not work on the subtle energies out here. It's mm-hmm. only going down. Okay. It's an inward causation, not an outward. Okay. So when people are like, well, I've, you know, I've tried diet, I've tried, you know, whatever actual physical things, it will only work temporarily because you did not work on the emotions. Oh, okay. Okay. So then the emotions, that's like a, that's a key to the, to the self healing that you practice is dealing with the emotion. What about eating and exercise? All the things that they teach us. Do you, is those part of your techniques too? They are, but they're also, the emotions are the the big key. Cause again, you know, I have my master's degree in kinesiology, which is like movement and I've been exercising. I've been in a, you know, formally exercising since I was 16. So it's a key component in my life. However, it, what it's really meant for is to move the body, get blood flow going, detoxing by sweating, by breathing. And so it's not necessarily a gauge for complete lifetime shifting of your body. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional component to follow through with that. Because if you're, you know, motivation is very fleeting. There really is, you know, motivation can last you five minutes and you're like, eh, okay. And so I would ask them, well, you know, what, what's your motivation for working out? What, what's your goal for exercise? Is it to, if you're using it as an escapism, then mm-hmm. that's the wrong answer, right? Cause a lot of people with whatever addiction it is, will use a lot of other things thinking it's still healthy, but they become obsessed with it as a way to escape. I was a runner, okay. a long distance runner, and I didn't realize I was doing it to escape. I was running from something. It was like quite the literal cliche. I yeah. was running from something and I didn't realize it until uh, I fractured my spine and a uh, long story. But um, mm. <laughs> so I had to go, Oh boy, what's going on here? What, you know, why do I feel the need to run? Yeah. Miles a day, miles a day. Mm. I think I'm le- trying to escape something. So right. your whole life is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. When you think of like um, the, the, the weight of the world is on my shoulders. Okay. So that's a, that's a heavy burden, right? Yes. So now it affects your neck. And so when you have a lot of neck pain, I think, Oh, you have a lot of response. You feel like you have a lot of responsibility yeah. right? or a lot of heavy burdens. So when people tell me their physical symptoms, I can kind of start to pinpoint where you are emotionally. And I can also hear voice tone too, which okay. is kind of cool. Um, so knowing where you are emotionally, but you know, that requires being honest, right? We have to be yeah. honest. With, um, it will really help you with transforming sooner, quicker. Okay. This and this transformation, this is an inside outside transformation, yes. right? Because you know, like you said before we got on, you say everything really is internally. And again, you know, based on my experience, I know that to be true. You know, because when I first got into recovery, you know, I you know, I used to think external things was my problem, my job, my past, my wife, right? <laughs> Come to find out, it was the things that I was telling myself. 
about, you know, external things. And, and when you talk about running, you was running for something when you was actually um, jogging a lot. Did you ever find out what you was running from? I did. <laughs> you like to it share? Was, uh, yeah, um, it was a relationship. I was in a relationship with a guy who had been in a relationship a long time and we had now lived together. And I think subconsciously I knew just this was not the thing. Yeah. Um, so I was running from having to admit it being one wrong. Cause I did, I did not like to admit I was wrong. Um, admitting that we now have to split and I didn't have kids then. I, you know, I thought I had all this like, Oh, it's going to be scary. We had mm-hmm. a little tiny apartment, but I was worried about where am I going to live? You know, all these things. And so subconsciously, I didn't want to admit that this was not going to work out. And so I was yeah. just running so I didn't have to face him uh, too much. And, and you know, because I would then we'd pick a fight with each other. And I was the uh, the fearful one. I was always kind of like being yelled at and I would mm-hmm. take it. So there was a lot going on um, with me. Uh, and then I was diagnosed with MS. So <laughs> it was kind of uh, like, oh, I'm crashing down. Yeah, yeah. So, the relationships they can be very painful, you know. I mean, I mean, I, well, I'm getting a lot of lot of people run in the area of relationships, so you're not alone there. You're like you say, some people use drugs, and some people stay busy, just working a lot, or just or making a lot of meetings as far as recovery is concerned. So I'm glad you shared that, you know, so they can understand and try to find out. A lot of people think they really trying to achieve something. Mm-hmm. In essence, find that really they running. When I found out my end, I was just running for self. Like you just said, just dealing with reality. Yeah, that's a yeah. great point. I mean, you could be running from yourself also, not liking what you see in the mirror. Yeah. And the hardest part is admitting it and being honest with yourself. And yeah. so, uh, but once you do that, it's kind of like that's the hardest part and you're ripping the band aid off. And once you do that, your eyes will open up to so much more because you alluded to it a little bit earlier about Mm -hmm. looking externally for things to make you happy. Like once I do this, I'll be happy. Once I get this, I'll be happy. You can be happy. You just decide right now I'm going to be happy. That comes from within. Nobody can make you happy. You're looking for joy. Joy is pure joy from within. Like you can just look outside at the sky and see a bird and feel pure joy, pure love. But if you're constantly looking for something external, Mm -hmm. that can be taken away any second if you're looking for external. So go in and we'll never leave you. And that ties into, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. And that ties into that emotion part. If you keep looking for things externally, I mean, you are, you and I both know that that changed a lot. You know, say for instance, my happiness come from the mood of my wife. I mean, come on. My wife, right. she, one minute she, she's human. So, you know, but when you, that joy, that joy is, that joy comes from within. That joy is not, um, is not determined by external things. So yeah, you're right about that. And joy affects, so, well, love, really love. Okay. But we can apply joy to it. Love affects the heart and small intestine. And so when, you know, this is another layer to all of these subtle energies. But when somebody says, well, heart disease runs in my family, Mm -hmm. I 
immediately start thinking, okay, so where was the lack of love? Because typically what it is is a lack of love. Okay. And not so much this like grand thing of no love at all, but maybe there wasn't a lot of hugging or emotion exchange between parent and child. And so what's handed down is the lack of love that emotions handed down. And thus the heart is the weak link and it gets affected. So heart disease can be reversed if you understand that really what you need is love. Wow. How did did you get that love? How did you get that love? (laughs) Inside, (laughs) internal. You have to love yourself. Love yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's the statement I, I, I like to say often and people hate it, but it's true. You cannot love anybody else, including your kids, until you love yourself. It is impossible. <laughs> you don't know what true love is. Unconditional. Yeah. Okay. Unconditional. You cannot extend that to anybody else. And that's yeah. a tough. Whew, that's a it's a tough one to absorb and allow yeah. yourself to believe. most people are like, I that's not true. I love my kids. Well then yeah. you have to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, then it is impossible to know what it's like to love anyone else. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's, I live by that. And, and yeah, I mean, that's why I'm smiling because if I like to hear other people say the things that I believe, right? And, and I learned that. I learned that. I learned that, you know, a lot of, a lot of me was searching for love externally, but it was always something missing. You know, even if Same. I accomplish it, if I say, if I, you know, go to college, I accomplish that. It was still something missing. You know, I, you know, I, I, I be nice to the kids and there, it was always something missing. The recovery taught me how to look inside and learn to love yourself, especially Tracy in relationships, right? We lose oh. ourselves trying to love somebody else and, and we then I then we blame the other person and come to find out really what happened is you stop loving yourself. So when it comes to relationships, there's a balance. I have to I'm I'm married, but I still have to have things that I do for myself um and practice self love. I love that you said that. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Because have, it, you both have to come in loving yourself in a relationship because mm-hmm. otherwise you're trying to to fix or, you know, like adjust your partner. And that's, yeah. I've done it. Right, <laughs> I've been there, right. You know, try <laughs> to fix. And no one wants to be fixed. You have to be ready to be fixed. Then you fix yourself. Right. 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 No, one, no one's really broken. It's they, just, right. We're not even broken. <laughs> it just our sales a little bit. That's all, you know, yeah. um, our compass is off. So having self-love is honestly the most important gift you can give yourself. And give everybody else. Because once you do that, again, that energy comes off of you. Mm -hmm. It extends out. And the more you put out love to the world by way of showing yourself love, then the more you get back. And that that brings in relationships that you want to, um, you know, build on and grow with and situations. And there, again, is like, law of attraction. So the more you put out of, of what you are and desire, the more you get back of that. But you have to really believe it. You can't just say, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, and not really right. believe it. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like because it, it starts from, from believing. I know she was mentioning honesty a lot. You know, um, 
You say you have to be self-honest. You have to believe. And then I'm picking up from you patient. I keep hearing you saying you got to be patient, too. It's a process. Ooh, that was like one of my last ones I had to work on. You know, I was that person always like in the longest grocery line store. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) And it would just like irritate me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then it was like, duh, that's one of your lessons, you know? Like, okay, let's work on this. It took me a little bit. You know, I was getting, I'm stubborn. (laughs) It was so pushback. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, There was pushback, you know? And I was like, I don't need to work on this, you know, or not right now. But the more I did it, and then it's just, then it became a joke at the grocery store. Like, oh, of course I picked the longest line, whatever. I guess I'll just, you know, scroll on Facebook or something. Right. So <laughs> then it just like, now it's, it's not, it, I still have to be aware of it, but mm-hmm. it's so much better. Like I can almost laugh right now when it, you know, if something comes up and I'm being impatient. So, yeah. you know, work on yourself. It's not like things just magically go away. Right. It's never to be seen again. Um, That would be nice. You know, you go through it in the forest and it's lost forever. Nope. <laughs> it's and still the thing, there. It's there. And here's the thing. I, you know, I can write, I can study, I can hire you as my coach, but what's going to happen? I'm going to have to practice those things. I'm going to be in situations. Yeah. That I'm going to, so the knowledge alone is not going to get you there. You're going to actually have to practice the opposite or whatever spiritual principle you're working on, honesty, patience, um, you know, tolerance, whatever it is, you're going to have to go through it. That's the part a lot of people, you know, they, they struggle with, you know, I know I do. Yeah, I know. But but it starts with the self-awareness. And that's why I bring, you know, people, professionals like yourself on really what you're doing. You're making everybody aware because I'm I'm still, you know, on that um on that emotion part. And I wanted to ask you, you know, I was talking to my brother and, and, and my whole life I always. I didn't like being around negative people. Negative people just make me just feel a certain way. Is there something tied to what you practice to that? Um, okay, so this takes a little patience, but also okay. <laughs> so you have the awareness of not being not liking being around negative people. Mm-hmm. The easiest way for me to explain it is you have to kind of put a energetic bubble around yourself. Okay. Uh, I always say like love and light, put some love and light around yourself and stay true to your inner guide. So, you know, it's really about going internal, harnessing your true power of self-love and peace and joy. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to say anything. Literally, it's almost better. You just quiet yourself. And not like you don't have to meditate, but quiet right. yourself in these situations and let your heart speak. Because I promise you, it works so much because what will happen is they'll either change or mm-hmm. they'll walk away from it because either they're not ready for your energy yeah. or, and they'll walk away or they're willing to try to change. And okay. you'll know that by um, them staying and trying to antagonize you. Okay. Okay. And that's yeah. how you'll know. You'll, okay. You're reaching that, but it's really about going in and 
sitting with your own self-love yeah. and not saying anything. <laughs> okay. 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 See this. There it is. That was some homework right there. Um, I remember, yeah. Free and simple. Right. I remember, you know, there was time when I was growing up, I'd be going around the gas, you know, where at first thing they say, man, we don't want to hear all that positive stuff. Don't be coming over here with that stuff. You know, and I, as I'm learning, I'm growing. Those are different energies, you know, same way. Also, when somebody have a positive energy, there's some people I, you know, I just gravitate to it. You know, it just is, it's something there. And I'm glad you was explaining. I don't know what it is, just something about that person. And people have said that about me. It says something about your spirit, man, that I like. Um, that's all the that's all the vibrations you was talking about, right? Correct. Yes. There yeah. is an, an actual scale of consciousness developed by Dr. David Hawkins. Okay. And that scale goes from zero to a thousand. And anything under two hundred, I say that you are have given up your own personal power. Anything over two hundred, you are harnessing your own power. Mm -hmm. Um, but over, so 200, about 200 is anger below 200 is like fear, shame, and guilt. Um, which is why not to get too like out there, but there's a lot of the world's in a lot of fear right now and they like it that way. So they can manipulate you because fear, if when you're in fear, you're, you could be manipulated because you have no power, but over 200 on this scale, you are starting to take back your own power. At least with anger, you are, you can do something about it, whether even if it's just yelling about it, but at least you're voicing it when you're mm-hmm. in fear, you typically don't. So anyways, as you go up that scale, like 500 is actually true love. And there's not much about 1% of the planet is actually at that level. And so really not many people love themselves. And that's why I know this really well, because I test so many people where they're at on the scale. Yeah. And I, I can think I can say I've had nobody over 500. Okay. So that's something to reach toward, right? And you can raise this number up as you evolve and grow. Mother mm-hmm. Teresa was at 741. Okay. So okay. the scale goes all the way up. At a thousand, you're kind of just energy at this point. So I don't even really discuss that. But as you move up, up and or down the scale, you mm-hmm. change your energy. And that energy vibrates out and you really only attract the energies that you're vibrating out. So okay. like you're saying, your brother probably has a, a lower set point energy than you did. And mm-hmm. so it was hard to be around because uh, well, like no, it, wasn't him. it wasn't him. I was talking about, but go ahead. You're okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just discussing him. Me and him be just, no, we both was discussing how we don't like to be around negative people. It wasn't him. Yeah. Okay. Go. You are okay. Go ahead. Because (laughs) what I'm liking, I'm picking up from you. You know, it's very, it's really touching me me again because I didn't know these scales. All I know is, is that there's different something's going on based on something that I don't have no power over. And and you really explain it. So I ain't want to cut you off, but you really helping me out here. Okay. Yeah. No, no problem. We're having a conversation. It's all good. Right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, Vernon's brother didn't mean it. Right, right. Because you know he's going to watch. He's like, I can't believe you You told her that. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. I'm just playing with you. He all right. He good guy. (laughs) So like attracts like. So Mm -hmm. just like um, you don't like those negative energies, the negative energies don't like you. And when I say negative, 
Right. I just mean very low. So like Hitler was, um, what was his number at? He was around 200. So productive, but not necessarily in a positive way. Right. So yeah. as you just move up the scale, you just become spiritually wiser uh, is the easiest way to say it. So you're just moving your energy up a vibrational scale to match that of what you desire. And usually what we desire is love. Yeah. And it, it, so this is super simple, but it's not easy because to achieve true love takes a lot of work because yeah. we have been so conditioned out of love mm-hmm. that it seems like impossible to get, but it's not. I mean, you could choose right now, this second, mm-hmm. I choose love. And that's a good mantra to say anyways, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I love you. I am love, you know, just the word love. A lot of people have, my clients have a really hard time doing that Mm -hmm. because it's, it's challenging to look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and say, I love you. They're like, Oh, um, so ultimately all we're looking for is love because love literally cures all because that is such a high vibration. That again, that subtle energy will trickle down into all the possibilities, trickle down into the physical, and it will help absolve any issues you have. Yeah. I like when you said, um, majority, a lot of people don't really love themselves. Um, I'm just, again, I'm just learning that. I'm learning not just about me, but other people too. And, and, you know, in the recovery program, man, 12 step program, man, we actually talked about that. We say, you know, our problem really is the lack of self acceptance on a deeper level. Right. So, you know, so really that's what recovery is. The 12 steps is just going inside, getting to the true person who I really am, getting to that love, getting to that acceptance. But, yeah, you know, cause I'm a life coach too. And, and some of the potential clients or even some of my clients, I ask them, what do you like? What do you like to do? What do you like about yourself? What makes you happy? And a lot of them just, they just get stuck and say, mm-hmm. I've never thought about that coach. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. A lot of people really don't, don't, don't love themselves. And before we wrap this up, what's some of the points that you, um, you would give advice on, on teaching people how to love themselves. So I always say connect with nature in some way. You know, going back to quantum physics, everything is connected. You cannot disconnect. It's impossible because energy is neither created nor destroyed. We are all energetic beings. And if you look at our cells at a very strong microscopic level, we are 99.999999% space in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the matter is, is almost negligible or is negligible. And so all of that is energy. And so every time you shift your energy into a vibration that you don't enjoy, it affects the little bit of matter that's in your cells. Okay. So nature always has the answers, whether it's an, you know, I live in Chicago. It's not like I can go to a mountain or beach. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's our second um, city. We love Chicago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, so I you. you can get a plant. You can go walk barefoot in the grass. I actually hug trees 
um, because okay. hugging is actually super beneficial for not only you, but the tree. Um, mm-hmm. There's a great documentary on Netflix about trees and they communicate. Oh, amazing communication network. Mm-hmm. Even just eating fresh vegetables and right. a you know, being grateful and having gratitude for the food you're eating is a way to connect back into, you know, just, just slowing down. So typically nature is about slowing down. Some people yeah. like water, watching the water. Um, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I have my clients do go to a river or stream and just tell me all the lessons you can see by watching the water. You know, it goes over all kinds of obstacles and it goes no matter what, you know, it doesn't have to be told to go mm-hmm. downstream, you know, so. A lot of lessons in water. Um, you know, don't look, change your objective about what you see in nature. You know, people call weeds weeds, but why are, who told you they're weeds? You know, dandelion weeds are super beneficial. Don't mm-hmm. eat the ones that have been sprayed in your yard. But, you know, <laughs> and then the other one is always question everything. And I think this is a huge one with, um, addiction is because you have been brought up a certain way that goes against your natural instincts of who you really are. And so you're fighting this your whole entire life. And uh, I, I find a lot of times it's very creative, spiritual, artistic people end up with addictions because their parents told them they have to do a certain role in life, go out, get a job, get married, have kids, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's not really what you wanted, but you did it anyways. And now you're miserable. Mm -hmm. And so tapping into what you really desire and questioning everything, you know, is, well, why do I have to drink eight glasses of water? Is this really true? Yeah. Uh, You know, why do I, uh, why, why is the sky blue? Let me find out, you know, like, don't believe anybody. (laughs) Go yeah. find out for yourself. Okay. <laughs> Figure it okay. out for yourself. Be curious. Why am I going? Why do I go to church? This is one of my big ones. Why do yeah. I go to church? What mm-hmm. what is why did the priest just tell me that animals aren't important? That yeah. happened to me. You know, like okay. it's not really true. So question everything you've been taught because you might find a very aha moment in yeah. one of those questions. That's good. That is good. Um Trace, this has been a great conversation. I really have learned a lot. And um, and I just want to thank you for finding time to come up on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, before, you, um, before we end it, uh, how can people contact you? Is there you got a website or something they can contact you? I do. My website is consciousevolution.coach. Um, I'm also on Facebook under the same Conscious Evolution Coach um, TikTok some, and then uh, through my website, you can sign up for my email. Okay, all right, great. Again, it's been a wonderful um, conversation, and um, I hope to talk to you soon. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Bye.